When you run your own business, it is easy for it to feel like the lines of when business starts and stops begin to blur. Even when you're not actively working, we are thinking about working. And the simple act of just getting on Instagram, for example, gets you thinking about your business and maybe some things that you want to be doing more of. And pretty soon, it just starts to feel like a 24-7 thing. In episode 22 here on the podcast, we talked about creating boundaries with your clients. And today I want to talk about kind of a part two to that. And that is creating boundaries from your business for yourself so that you can achieve some separation between your work and your aspirations and the dreams that you have in your business and the rest of your life. And as an achiever personality type, this was a foreign concept to me for a while. And I had little else going on in my life outside of business in terms of relaxation and downtime or hobbies that had nothing to do with my business. So today I'm going to be sharing with you how I've built some boundaries from my own business for myself and some different areas that you'll want to think about when determining these for yourself in your creative small business. So if business is starting to feel like a 24-7 situation, if not at your desk, then at least in your mind, then this episode is going to be so great for you. And I can't wait for you to hear these lessons. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a second and thank today's sponsor, which is my favorite tool for content creation called Descript. Descript is the tool that I use to share smaller cut down pieces of this podcast and to repurpose my YouTube videos and create on-screen captions inside of Reels. Descript makes video editing and audio editing so easy. It feels just like you're editing inside of a Word doc. You can remove filler words like ums and uhs with just a single click and even make corrections to something that you said or misspoke using the overdub tool. If you create content in your business of any kind, I highly recommend that you take a look at this tool. It is seriously packed with features. It's very user-friendly. And as someone who does not have a background in video editing, I found this really simple and easy to use and learn. I'll have a link in the show notes for you guys, and you can give it a try for free and get started. Hello and welcome to the Call to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. All right, so let's dive straight into building boundaries from your business. I have seven ideas that I wanna share with you today, so I'm just gonna jump straight in. The first is a way you can build a boundary between yourself and your business is to set your vacation time before you schedule client work, before you schedule launches, before you fill in your calendar. My business is really content heavy, so taking time away takes a lot of extra planning and batching. For example, when I took my second maternity leave after having my son, Lewis, I batched ahead eight YouTube videos and I had to do this while also publishing weekly content leading up to that leave. So when you're sitting down to do your planning, whether this is monthly planning in your business or quarterly planning, or you're sitting and looking at the year ahead, you know, you've zoomed out a little bit and you're thinking about maybe it's 2023 that's upcoming. This is where I want to challenge you to set those times on the calendar 
before you allow the launches and the booking dates and your services and your client work to dictate what your calendar looks like. One thing that I've done in this area is try to really protect December because I personally feel like a lot happens in December as far as like family activities and the holidays coming up and I have to order Christmas cards and there's just so much that happens on the personal side of my life in December that I have to be really careful not to over schedule like collaborations or launches or um, anything that would happen in the business side of my business during that month. And that's really only going to happen if I really start putting in some blocks and on my calendar, on the wall in front of me, if I don't see those limitations and I've preset for myself what that's going to look like, I can very easily just start to say yes to things when clients ask for them or when peers are saying, hey, let's collaborate on this thing. So set your vacation time before you schedule the client work or the launches. I think this works the same in very seasonal businesses. Uh, the wedding photography world is a great example of this. It can really quickly happen where your whole summer starts to just become completely monopolized with weddings. And so setting in some parameters of how many of these clients that you're gonna take on, what would it look like for you to potentially block off a Saturday or a weekend, or make sure that you're putting that vacation time first, that time off, um, especially if you wanna be spending time with your family during these hours. All right, so the second thing is you will have to decide your hours and your reachability from your clients. Now, we talked about this in episode 22, specifically with how to educate your clients and set expectations for when you're going to respond, where you'll respond to their messages and their questions, and how to make sure that they're not overreaching and reaching out at crazy hours or expecting the fastest turnaround times and things like that. But we also need to establish these expectations for you. Do you want to be notified on your cell phone for every new comment or message that you get? Is there a way to maybe narrow down the amount of notifications that you're getting that are business related? I started to notice that if I got a business email and I couldn't get to it right away, I'm just in the middle of life, maybe I'm doing dishes or I'm with the kids or even before I had children, if I got a business email that I could not immediately handle, I realized it was just going to be on my mind until I could respond. So it just sat on my mind and distracted me and made it so that the time that I wasn't working, I really felt like I was still working. And this was before I made the rule to myself to remove all email notifications from my phone. I decided there was no such thing as an email related emergency in my business and that it was, if it was truly pressing, they could call and that I could definitely deal with it later. So that was something that I did a long time ago, but there was, you know, about a year, maybe two years in my business where I kind of just let all these notifications come to me because I didn't realize people don't always do that and that I had a choice. I could turn that off. I could opt out. And turning off email notifications was one of the very small but significant steps for me towards narrowing down my reachability and also separating myself a little bit from my business because of exactly what I explained to you, how it took away from me being able to be present because I knew all of the things I needed to get to because in real time, I was seeing things come in. And a lot of times they weren't even like problems in my business. They were just questions, people reaching out. I was 
putting together a stylized shoot and someone got back to me and said, yeah, I would love to be a part of this. Can you get me X, Y, and Z? And then I felt immediately like I needed to go turn on my computer and get them X, Y, and Z. And I couldn't just be where I was. I couldn't just be on a walk or be making breakfast or sitting across the table from my husband. In my mind, I had immediately left. So deciding your hours really helps you to know, not just your clients, when you will be working and then deciding your reachability is really going to help you to be more present and to actually clock out, which leads me to point number three, mentally clock in and out with a startup routine and a wrap up routine. This has been really big for me, especially since having a couple of kids and having far fewer hours to work in my business and then having to make a really quick shift from being at my desk or being on an interview or working with a client or creating a course and then just turning around, leaving the room, and then immediately being immersed in, you know, playing with blocks and making dinner and doing laundry and having two kids asking me questions at the same time. And it can really help to create some separation, even in your mind, from your business. So a startup routine is so important. Now, what's in my startup routine is probably going to be different than what's in yours, but you probably already have one. You may just not be aware of it. So I think the first step to figuring out what could work for you to have a startup routine and a wrap-up routine for your work is to just kind of pay attention to your own habits, your working habits. When you feel like you're at your best, when you sit down and you don't feel the state of rushed pressure, but you feel like you're in a flow of work, what does that look like for you? Do you have a cup of coffee? Do you maybe clear off your desk and you know, open a journal, reflect on your calendar, see what's coming up for the day before you get into your inbox, things like that. Now, one really important note is that my startup routine is actually in my calendar. So it's blocked off. I see it every day and I see that time as spoken for. And that's really, really helped me to know that I don't need to jump straight into the email inbox or the piece of content that I want to write or the blog post or getting on social media. I can sit and have that startup routine. And for me, this is really like maybe five or 10 minutes. It's not a ton of time, but it, it transitions my mind into a work mode. And I think maybe more importantly is your end of day, that wrap up routine. And I really only work in like four hour chunks. So I really don't have like an entire day. So I'm not actually ending a day. I'm just ending that work block. But figuring out a way to signal to your brain that we're moving to the next thing is what's so important here. And a friend of mine, Elizabeth McCravey, another fellow podcaster, she actually shared with me that at the end of her workday, she closes her laptop because she works on a laptop so she can actually close it. And she says, done out loud to herself. And she said, it's actually super effective to like literally close it. Things are always going to be there. That list is always going to be there but you have that sense of completion. And I know some people have shared that they would like light a candle when they're working and then they blow it out to signal that they're done. I like to clean off my desk. I like to clean my iPhone screen. A couple other things that I do during a wrap up is I write down the tasks that I want to get done the next day because it can feel very rushed all of a sudden to get back into work. And I'm sitting there wondering, what, what did I leave off? Where were we? What are we waiting for? So kind of leaving myself some notes as to what we got done, 
what's going to happen during our next work block. And then I just do one final sweep of some messages before I clock out. So looking in my inbox, if I have time at the end of the day, which I have blocked off in my calendar, so this should always be able to happen. But this is just a little routine that helps me to feel that sense of finishedness. And you need that in work that's never really done. When you work for yourself, the to-do list has like a false bottom. It just keeps going. There are 500 things that you could potentially do. And we've talked about this in previous episodes where deciding what's a priority is its own topic. But I think that sense of finishedness is also something that we need to talk about because there is this feeling like things are never quite done. It's more of a journey. It's a you get to continue on. So thinking of this as like you're driving, there might not be this like end destination every single day, but you get to pull off and stop at that pit stop, see where you've been, regas up, and then you know you'll get back on the highway the next day and you'll continue down that road. And I think it's the same way with a startup and wrap up routine. So think about that for yourself. Think about what things help you to get into the mindset of work and what even small thing you could do to signal to your brain that we're done working for the day. Think about what that might be for you. Okay, so the next thing is to read books and listen to podcasts that are not always business related. Now, again, this comes down to being mentally at work all the time and not actually sitting behind your desk when I'm talking about this. Um, I think whenever we we get this idea of, I feel like I'm always working, of course we're not always working. A lot of times we're, we're just doing tasks around our house, we're taking care of kids, we're doing other things, but we feel like we're always working. And I first... I have personally found this to be pretty hard um, because I love a good business book. I love learning about business and marketing and all things business, to be honest with you. I actually really enjoy it. But I have challenged myself to read outside of that topic at times, Um, especially when I feel the spiral happening in my brain where I'm kind of out of business juice at the moment and I really need to turn off and and redirect into something else. So I've started reading about motherhood or reading about a person's life who I find interesting in history or honestly anything outside of business. And this mental break is just going to serve you so well because your brain is going to fatigue if you just keep thinking about business. And then you go from working in your business to thinking about business to talking about business to listening to someone else talk about business. And it just, you, you never get this time to like actually develop the thoughts that you're having in all of these places because you just keep adding information. So you'll fatigue and you'll burn out. And I've noticed that when I move my attention to something else, it puts everything into perspective. (laughs) I start to see that an email open rate is not actually the biggest deal of all time. When, When I was really, really close to it the day before, it felt like a really big deal. It felt like I've got to figure out this problem. I've got to figure out what's happening with my marketing, that kind of thing. And I also know that when I'm not like consciously thinking about something and working on that problem, my brain is still working on it. So trust that your mind is working, especially when you rest. And I think that's where the saying sleep on it comes from. It's not like 12 hours, just magically you come to the right answer. It's that when you rest and when you sleep, your mind is still working subconsciously on so much that you've added to it. So really trusting that and believing that your mind is doing so much, even if you're not actively presently sitting there making a list about something, 
it is working on something. And sometimes the best and most productive thing you can do is redirect your mind to something else. Okay, number five is make rules or parameters for how your weekends and your family time are going to look. I don't think that this has to look the same for everyone and seasons are gonna shift constantly, especially with little kids. But what are some rules or expectations that you can place on this precious family time that you have with your kids? When you picture family game night, for example, or being on a walk together, what do you see? What are people doing? What are they holding? Where are they looking? Is there a laptop open off to the side during game night? Is your phone out? So this is a good thing, I think, to bring your family and your children into. I think if your kids are old enough, include them in this discussion because this can be just a great way to show awareness and growth to our kids and demonstrate what it looks like to want to connect with them and to show them that you're trying to balance this and express to them that their opinions are important to you. You want to know what is an ideal family time going to look like and are they bothered if you're answering one more DM or one more email? Does that affect them? Because I think everybody's gonna be different in this area. So I don't wanna impose my rules on you, but rather I want you to be thinking, what are some parameters of maybe just a, a one hour time frame every week with your family that you're not gonna to even touch your phone? Maybe you don't even take your phone on that walk because you don't need it. You're with your kids and you don't need it. Number six is to build systems and templates and automations that actually make you replaceable in your own business. And I, I feel like this kind of shifts from the rules that we have between ourselves and our business to really starting to talk about why do we feel that we have to be the one to answer right away? Why do we feel that only we can answer that email or only we can do the thing we're doing in our business? And I think this leads us to feeling like we have to be there. We have to log in. We have to just reply to one more thing and really this is a lack of systems and templates and automations and making sure that we've pulled ourselves away from being the bottleneck of everything has to come through us. The only right answer can come through us, right? So one important lesson that I've learned in even a personal brand and a service-based business where people do expect to talk to me at a certain point is that having systems and having templates can relieve that feeling that only I can do something. So maybe you can have an automatic email that goes out from your inquiry form so that you don't feel like you need to jump into your inbox five times a day and that your clients aren't left hanging so you know that you can get to it the next day. Ask yourself, is what I'm doing really something that can only be done by me? And chances are there is a system or a template or an automation you could set up or even an instruction you could give to a team member to help bring you a step back and give you the freedom to actually clock out from your business and not feel like it can only be done by you. All right, so number seven is to build passive revenue streams. Now I have noticed a direct correlation between my ability to make money passively and my ability to mentally clock out. Back in episode four of the podcast, I shared all about how every creative should be an affiliate marketer and how to get started, including a free guide to jumpstart your affiliate marketing journey. Now, if you could make money, even a few hundred extra dollars a month without taking on more clients, how would that make you feel? 
you would probably be able to relax a little bit more or rest assured that even if you didn't book that other client, you will still be making money this month. And that is affiliate marketing. So if you want to hear more about that, go back to episode four. I will link that up in the show notes and also have the free guide for jumpstarting your affiliate marketing journey. And if you'd like to hear me talk a little bit more about digital products and affiliate marketing and building passive revenue, even as a service-based business owner, let me know because I would love to take you down on a more in-depth episode about this, Um, but we don't have time for that here today. Ultimately though, guys, The goal of what we're talking about here today is not being in our business 24 seven. And I think really this is true freedom and flexibility, which is likely why you started your business to begin with. So what I want you to do next is head over to the Call to Both Facebook community and share which of these things stood out to you today. I really, I can't wait to hear from you guys. I've loved that community. It's growing every day and you can share where you're at on this Call to Both journey that you're currently on. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me get the word out about the Call to Both podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on your social media. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.